Hey, friends, and welcome to episode 16 of It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. I'm your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, and I am thrilled to bring you this powerhouse of a woman in today's episode. Caitlin Fontenot seriously has more energy than I have ever seen. I wish I could bottle it up and save it for those days when I just need a jolt of positivity and motivation. Caitlin and I actually met back in 2018 at VenturePop, a conference for creative entrepreneurs in New Orleans. We had no idea that we lived within five minutes of each other and even work out at the same gym. Well, she works out and I'm working on improving my gym habit. But way more than being a fan of staying fit, let me tell you all about Caitlin and why I'm so excited for you to hear her perspective. Caitlin is the founder and lead designer of Kate Studio, a branding and web design company specializing in retail. Caitlin is passionate about helping entrepreneurs feel more confident with their online presence so they can show up in other areas of their business where they're needed daily. In addition to running a successful studio that develops e-commerce sites, as well as digital marketing, social media, and branding strategies, Caitlin's also a mom and the head of a rapidly growing team. Her client roster is crazy long and crazy impressive and includes national best-selling author and podcaster Jordan Lee Dooley, Ashley Lemieux and the Shine Project, GST Body, which is a holistic body care trainer to celebs like Emmy Rossum, and the list goes on and on. During our conversation, we dive into why staying healthy is critical to doing good work, the power of delegating and outsourcing, plus her exact method for prepping to hire someone, and why knowing the details of your workflows and processes is critical to your success in both work and life. And you'll hear the semi-crazy thing I did right after Camilla was born when I was super sleep-deprived and flustered. (laughs) During our chat, You'll hear Caitlin mention Dubsado, and you know I'm a huge fan too. Dubsado is a business management solution designed to cut out the busy work. With Dubsado, you can build relationships, schedule appointments, and create workflows to streamline your projects from start to finish. If you're a small business owner or you're growing a side gig and want to make life just a little bit easier, Head to abouttimepodcast.com forward slash Dubsado today and save 20% on your first month or year of Dubsado. Speaking of making life just a little easier, I'm going to bet that you're doing some kind of multitasking right now, whether you're in the car or at the gym, and you might not be in a great position to take notes on what you're hearing. Don't worry, I've got you covered. I've taken the notes so you don't have to. You can find all the details from my conversation with Caitlin, including links to all the tools she mentioned over in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 16. And also, because there are so many awesome time management tools, books, and resources that have been mentioned since we kicked this thing off in episode one, I've compiled a totally free ultimate time management toolkit. Consider this your resource guide for living life just a little easier. I've compiled the exact apps, 
tools, and products that I use every day at home, at work, and on the go. This is everything you need to make 2020 your year. Head over to the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 16 to get your hands on this completely free toolkit and resource guide. And finally, I want to thank you again for tuning in. And if you haven't yet, I invite you to click the subscribe button to be notified as soon as new episodes or surprise bonus episodes go live. If you like what you hear, I'd be so grateful for your review. Your reviews play a huge role in helping others find It's About Time in the search results. And you might just get a shout out in a future episode, like this one from Lauren Barb. Lauren Barb writes, exactly what I need. This is exactly the podcast I need for the moment of life I'm in. I cannot wait to binge listen to all of these episodes. If you're a working mom, this is the podcast for you. Lauren Barb, I am so thrilled that It's About Time is just what you needed. And I hope you've had fun listening to all the episodes so far. As a working mom myself, you know I've got your back in trying to share the best advice for making life just a little easier. I'm so grateful to count you as a listener, so thank you again. And with that, it's about time we get started, so let's get this show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. Hey, Caitlin, welcome to It's About Time. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. I'm so excited to be here. I cannot thank you enough. Oh, of course. I cannot thank you enough. Seriously, when Ever, I was in the very beginning stages of, you know, putting together a wish list of eventual interview guests for It's About Time. You were most definitely on the list because sis, you've got a lot on your plate. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, no, I'm super pumped. This is going to be so much fun. And I'm really thrilled for those of you who are listening who get an opportunity to take a peek behind the curtain and find out how she does everything that she does. So. I introed you during my um, my intro before we got started, but I would love for you to tell the listeners in your own words who you are and how you spend your time. Oh my goodness, this is going to be a long one. <laughs> so just for lack of better words, I am a brand and web designer and developer. I work with women from all over the world. I have clients in um, Africa. I have clients in you know, right here in the United States, I have clients in literally so many places. And we basically work to design and develop their e-commerce sites. But I also work with a lot of New York Times bestsellers and um, top rated podcasts. And it's just been a lot of fun for me as a mother to find something that I can do from absolutely anywhere. 
my team is located all around the world. So I'm able to just grab my laptop and go. And with my husband being an airline pilot, it's super helpful. If he's going to be gone for a while, we can jump on a plane and go see him wherever he's at just for the weekend so we can spend some time with him. Whenever I'm not building websites and being a total nerd about those kind of things, I am working with a group of designers for my mastermind. And I basically coach them along with other business owners how to um, build processes and find their target market on social media and really utilize their online platform in the way that works for their business best. But I'm also a mom to a five-year-old and he's the cutest thing in the world. And so it's been a difficult road the past four or five years of owning my business and being a mom and a wife to a guy who's gone often. But I think that it's made me a lot stronger of a business owner. And so I'm really excited to kind of share my insights today with you on how I make it work. (laughs) Wow. Uh, You know, Caitlin, just hearing you run through all of the different ways that you spend your time, it's very, I think, inspiring as a new mom to know that you've been able to find a way to honor yourself as a mom and as someone with a career who, who plays such an important role of helping other business owners, other business women you know, create their own, create their own life and create their own future through, through their businesses. So major kudos to you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's definitely, um, fulfilling for me. You know, I found that when I became a mom, I always had an amazing career and I love what I did, but it wasn't something that allowed me to be with my son a lot. And I, I'm that kind of person where I love being a mom, but I also love having a career. I kind of need both to keep me driven. So this is definitely something that fulfills me away from being a mom. And it's something I'm super passionate about. Caitlin, was it always your dream to be a solo business owner and do the kind of work that you do? You know, it's funny. It was never my dream. Really? That's the crazy thing. Yeah. So I graduated from uh, Louisiana Tech in marketing and had this big idea about being in an advertisement agency, but quickly learned, number one, it doesn't matter how much experience you have, you're probably not going to make the amount for a salary or hourly pay that you really want. Um, the job, in, they were very entry level. They were nothing that I felt I felt really overqualified, for lack of better words. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't find anything I loved. And it was just kind of disappointing. I ended up going into a repel, retail position just for the time being to get some sales experience on top of me, um, on top of the other things that I had experience in. And I ended up falling in love with it. I ended up um, going from being just a sales associate to the actual overall manager, going into buying, going into the marketing role, and just basically having more of a huge presence over the whole business. And it was such a, a passion for me. I loved it. I love showing up every day with the team and motivating them, but also working to see what we could do to make sales kind of skyrocket, how we could grow social media, what we could buy or why the things we bought weren't moving mm. um, and find different ways to merchandise things about the store. I really fell in love with retail. I became their whole marketing and buying role. And so I was building websites and I was helping them with social media. It was so great. And so when I had my son, I had to kind of forego the travel aspect of that job with buying. Um, I'm not sure how familiar you are with the retail buying side, but you have to travel to Los Angeles and Dallas and Vegas. And as much as I love that, don't get me wrong, it just took a lot of time away from my son. And so um, at the same time as you know, I went back to work around six weeks postpartum, 
learning that I just, it was a lot to handle. At that same time, my husband got offered a new job that basically forced me to leave this one. And I think it was the best thing that could have happened to me because not only had I hit my ceiling in that career, I absolutely had hit it. I had worked, you know, 70 hour weeks almost sometimes. It was just ridiculous while I was pregnant. I think it really forced me to see a lot about myself and what my strengths were. And I actually started my business just because I needed something to do. I had postpartum depression after I had my son. I'm very open about that. Mm -hmm. And I think it was one of the biggest blessings in the world because it forced me to find things that I could do to fulfill myself outside of being a mom, but also to let go of the things that weren't fulfilling me and my family in general, like that job. So yeah, I definitely never saw myself becoming a business owner. It was horribly terrifying at first, but now I can't see myself any other way, any other way. You know, Caitlin, it's so true that sometimes it takes life-changing experiences to really cause us to to dig down deep into who we are and what really matters and to make almost a complete 180 in order to really spend time, you know, living as who we truly are and what we're meant to be. And I, you know, I really respect, first of all, that you are so open about having suffered from postpartum depression because it's something that impacts so many people. And it's something that we just really need to be a whole lot more open about just so we can help one another. So right. that transition into motherhood is such a mind blowing experience. Am I right? Yes. Oh my gosh. Especially when you're starting a business at the same time, it's kind of like a hurricane and a tornado and everything else at once. Yeah, I, I know exactly exactly what you mean. And and I think that a lot of our listeners have been in a similar situation before where they've had a major life change and it's resulted in a big transition and they never saw their saw themselves where they are now, but boom, they're loving it. Right. And I, I agree. You had mentioned uh, before a call about simplifying it, like beautifully simplified. And that's the best way to put what I went through, I think, mm-hmm. is just simplifying my whole life in whole, you know, as a mother, as a business owner, as a, as a woman in general, in a career path, you know, just really simplifying my whole life and finding what fulfilled myself, but also fulfilled my family. So yeah, starting my business was never, ever on the map. I saw myself in New York working with a PR firm or some amazing, because um, in college, just to kind of give you some backstory on me, I actually did a lot of internships with a lot of publishing companies and we really? worked with Vogue and Elle. Yeah, it was so much fun and I it was totally virtual. So I got to interview a ton of celebrities like Jeremiah Brent from the Rachel Zoe Project, um, some real housewives. It, it was so much fun. I never saw myself here, but I'm so grateful for this. It's really been interesting to see how things unroll, kind of like the story that God's showing me. It's been very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. One misconception that a lot of people have about business owners, especially solo business owners, is that they're doing everything on their own. You mentioned that you have a team that's located all across the country. I would love to hear about your team. You know, when did you realize that it would be best for you to start outsourcing or having help with things? You know, what does that look like? Where is your team located? How do you manage them from where you are when you don't see them all the time? You know, so it's funny. I'm such an advocate for outsourcing, but just myself, it took me years to figure out Um, just the power behind outsourcing your tasks um, and knowing that you don't have to do it all yourself and and being confident and and strong enough to 
to allow people in, you know, and trust other people. In a former career, the owner had basically made me believe that if anyone were allowed into your business by any means, they were going to take all your ideas. They weren't to be trusted. It took me a long time to unravel those ideas inside of me and learn that Mm -hmm. it's okay to trust other people. It's okay to let people in. And yes, you might get bitten every once in a while, but you learn from those experiences. And so I would say around three and a half, I'm around four and a half or five years in, around three and a half or four years in, I decided to just that's it. I have to get some help. We have been scaling consistently. I've been booked since day one, which I'm super grateful for. But I've learned that it just takes a whole team to be able to give your clients 100%. You know, in reality, could I do everything myself? I probably could, but I also wouldn't be the best mom or the best wife or the best business owner. My clients would begin to suffer because they wouldn't be able to get all of me in the ways that they had been promised. So I basically decided... Um, like I said, about a year, a year and a half ago to start outsourcing different areas of the projects I do. So just for example, for my business, Kate Studio, we do branding and web design and development. We mostly work with retailers, but we also work with a lot of New York Times bestselling authors and top rated podcasts. And we, I have a team of several different designers and essentially one of them, Anna Kate is my assistant brand designer and she is a boss when it comes to branding. She is amazing. And it's great to have someone else that you can work with because I'm sure you can understand when you work with so many people at once, your creativity can kind of get dulled down a little bit, a little water. And it's hard to come up with new ideas. And it's so great to have someone to bounce things off of and to brainstorm with. So she's my ace ace branding assistant. And then um, (laughs) Chanel is actually in Canada and she is one of my assistant designers. And she usually handles all of the graphic design and web design with me. She is incredible, the kindest person ever. And she's so quick to work with. And so it's been really fun to be able to have someone who understands my drive, but also understands my vision for a lot of projects. Outside of that, I typically will outsource things like copywriting, um, different photography projects. I have one of my best friends locally who does a lot of our photography. And yeah, it's just taken me a long time to learn that it's okay to have people help you. That's where you're able to really focus on your strength is when you outsource your weaknesses. Mm. Interesting. So did you start by you know making a list of you know, what your strengths were and what your weaknesses were? Did you just gradually come upon through experience what you needed to outsource first? How did, how did that transition look? And what did you have to prepare in order to easily begin handing things off to other people? Yeah. So this is kind of funny you say that because I am in the process of wanting to hire a virtual assistant for email management and just different kind of things I need help with. And I actually always start with a list of things that they could help me with because I find that if the list isn't very long, I probably don't need that person. So I will, you know, because I want to give them work every week. I want the work to be consistent. So I'll basically write down what their role would be and everything I could give them and how often I could give it to them because I want to ensure they have enough work because, you know, they own a business too for the most part and they need to take care of their family. I want to make sure that it's mutually beneficial. So I'll map out exactly how much work I'm able to give them and then kind of decide pros and cons wise, if it's worth investing in them nine Mm -hmm. out of nine times or nine out of 10 times. Yes, it is. Um, But yeah, a list always helps. 
And I would say it took me some time to kind of figure out how to transition into the role. But what I basically teach my mastermind designers who I coach is to, again, come up with a list and then find three or four people in that industry that you'd love to work with, reach out to them. And before you ever begin working with them, get some information like their pricing, when they want to be paid, what are their payment schedules like, what does their contract look like? What does it look like to even work with them? And just kind of get to know them before diving in. Because I will say the relationship is the most important part. Just knowing that you can have an open conversation. Maybe your personalities mesh really well. Their work ethic is like yours. Something as simple as, are they going to answer emails quickly? Right. You know, that's something that's effective to me. And so if I email someone and they don't respond for a week or two, I'm thinking, okay, maybe this isn't the best fit for me, you know? So just genuinely, obviously writing out a list of things you would need help with in that area, but also getting to know the person before you ever start working with them. Mm-hmm. Kaylin, one thing that I find to be far too common is that when business owners start feeling like they're in a place of overwhelm and not just business owners, but people who are in you know, nine to five positions who have the ability to hire additional staff, they'll think that, oh, the answer to all of my problems is just hiring someone. I need to hire someone. But they don't always take the opportunity to be intentional with what exactly that person's role would be, what exactly an ideal candidate, an ideal hire would look like. And then they end up in an even bigger mess because they didn't do the pre-work, the intentional preparation or getting systems and processes captured in advance to make sure that they can seamlessly begin to hand over work. So right. what, one question is, if, if you're a business owner or if you're a supervisor and you've made that um, and you've jumped into hiring someone and now you find yourself in an even bigger mess, how do you clean that up? So I will say one of the things that I definitely rely on is, let's say, for example, I hire someone for um, to be an assistant web designer. I want to make sure that everything I do in a web design process is already mapped out. And I keep all of these things filed away in Google Drive so that if anyone were to come onto our team, I have tutorials I can send them via video. I use Loom to record some different screen shares and things like that. Um, And then I also have a list of everything in the process so they know exactly where I'm at and why. So I think if you've gotten to that point where all of a sudden you're spinning and you realize you gave someone a position, but now you don't really know what to give them, find, I guess backtrack would be my, my first thought would be to backtrack and remember why you hired them in the first place. What was your weakness area that you needed help with? And then try and map out exactly the roles within that weakness that they could assist you with, you know, try to define specific things. And I think, I think the main issue with a lot of business owners isn't necessarily that they don't know what to give, but it's that actually giving it is the hardest part. People have a hard time giving away the roles that they hold because sometimes they think it's like a badge of honor to do it all alone. But I think sometimes it's not necessarily, again, that you don't know what to give them. It's that you don't want to give it any of it, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So I think just being really honest with yourself about what you can and cannot handle. And again, just mapping out what those processes look like for you when you're creating them and then asking that person to just jump in and maybe sit with you for a little while and go through them and learn You just never know whenever you sit with someone and brainstorm what kind of ideas they might come up with or how they could take over. And I will say if you hire someone and they're a self-sufficient kind of person, they could probably brainstorm some really good ideas on how they could help you. And that's always the kind of people I love to hire. 
self-sufficient people. Yeah. Giving them the freedom to create solutions. Right. I have, you know, sort of a tactical question for you. You talked about, you know, capturing workflows and processes for someone who has never done that, whether in their job or in their business, how would you recommend capturing those like workflows and systems? What kind of things do you think should be captured? So I think every little thing, every single thing you do. So let's say, for example, you are in my position and you're, you know, bringing someone on board as a client for web design. I'm going to map out every single thing from step one, client inquires with us. Step two, we respond with prices. Step three, you know, they sign a proposal. I go through every tiny little step for every service we offer the smallest things from what our client sends us at what point and when it's due to when I'm going to send something to a client or, you know, whenever we launch the site, what do we do after we launch the site? And so I think it's basically just writing down the services you offer within your business and then literally mapping out every single small thing you do because everyone has a workflow. They just don't realize it until they start writing it out. And, you know, if you don't realize what it is today, maybe the next time you do this service, maybe it's photography. The next time you have a session, make a note to really map out exactly what you did and when you did it and start to kind of define your own workflow. And, you know, as you go on, there will be things you will add. We are still defining our processes every single day and making them better and better. So I might find something tomorrow that we did that I really loved. So I'll go back and work it into the workflow. It's a never ending process. We're always perfecting it, but it's really just mapping out the specific steps you do every time you perform a service to really try to streamline things and get rid of what is not working, you know? Okay, y'all. So I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDKornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, and all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules, and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you want to know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. 
You can take the quiz at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. So I'm going to be real honest, and I think you'll probably learn a lot about me when I admit this, but I was learning a lot about systems and processes in my business around the time that Camilla was born, because leading up to maternity leave, I was watching all kinds of videos, webinars, reading about, you know, reading blog posts. And after she was born, when we would start the bath time routine, I would get so flustered and I would forget to grab a diaper and I would forget to do this and forget to do that. Caitlin, I literally wrote down step-by-step from start to finish every single piece of Camilla's bath time routine. (laughs) I've been there. (laughs) I typed it up and put it on the wall. It helps, you know what? And even if you know what you're doing, it helps you like to actually see it. It helps you mentally to not feel like you're going crazy. Well, I mean, you, you remember how much sleep in those early (laughs) days and being able to say, okay, wait, what do I do next was such a lifesaver. So it's just proof that systems and processes in capturing workflows is amazing for your business or for work, but oh my gosh, sometimes it can be so helpful in your personal life as well. It really is. And I will say, you know, outside of my business, I even have a section, which you're going to find this so funny in my notes of my phone. If you ever, I know we go to the gym together. A lot of people don't realize this, but (laughs) if you ever see me looking at my phone, that's probably what I'm doing is reading my notes. I keep a full list of every workout I do and when and how I do it. And, um, Every single thing I eat, I track, but also I keep a list of my son's chores in my notes. So I know exactly what to do when I keep a list of basically, um, the things that I do throughout the day with him, you know, what time we wake up, what time we go to bed, it is all mapped out. And I think being a business owner has really showed me the power in workflows, but also time management in general, and just being very strict on our schedules. It saves me so much. Absolutely. So, so far you've mentioned Google Drive as a place where you keep systems and workflows and probably a whole lot more. Than oh gosh. That. <laughs> yes. Use Loom and Loom, if you're not familiar with that, it's a screen recording or you can not record a screen and just record yourself. It's great for super short videos or sending video responses to emails. I like to do that sometimes. And you mentioned the notes app in your phone. So what are some of the apps and programs that you use in your business and in your personal life to do all of the things that you do? Yeah. So aside from that, I do, just as a note, I do use Google Drive for almost everything Um, as far as just keeping up with notes and processes. I keep all of our client files and everything organized within Google Drive. If a client emails us and says, hey, here's my Dropbox, I'm going to download everything from that Dropbox and throw it into their file on Google Drive. It's just so helpful. Um, I even actually plan my own day within a Google Sheet. I have everything planned out every single day from Sunday to Saturday. Really? Yes. I and I'll it's it's been the biggest life changer for me. I know some people can look at a physical planner and it helps. I do not do that. I Anna, I can't tell you how many planners I've purchased and I do not use them Interesting. I don't use them at all. They're great for social media photos. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I do not use them. So I actually, yes, I created a Google sheet and 
if a client emails me and says, hey, we have a deadline to have this turned into PR on Friday, then I know to drop it into my Google Sheet so I don't forget it. And it, it's allowed me to kind of see when things are due. I can, you know, color code certain items in red, like phone calls, and I can color code items that maybe are waiting for a response. And it's just for my brain and the way my brain, I guess, works, it's just been really helpful for me to see it in that aspect. But I will say when it comes to, let's say, scheduling social media, I also use Google Sheets for both myself and our clients. Mm-hmm. And because I can create rows for, you know, the caption, I can create rows for the image link, I can create rows for hashtags. It's been super helpful in that sense as well. Outside of Google Drive, I use Planoly mm-hmm. to schedule all social media posts for myself and our clients. And all, that has been a game changer. All platforms or? Yeah, all across Instagram. Okay. <laughs> yes. No. So just, yes, I'm glad you said that. So we actually, um, about a year ago, and I think I want to say that you were at the event. I'm not really sure if I remember, but I spoke at Rising Tide in New Orleans about my system for automating social media. I did not remember that one, but I actually have your socially automated download. Yay. Yeah, that was, I'm super nerdy of me, (laughs) but I try to find a way that I can do things a little bit more efficiently and actually automate as much as I can. So within that guide, I basically explain how I use Planoly and I map out all of my blog posts and everything within two hours a month. And then basically Planoly will pick it up. And from there, I utilize Pinterest. Um, There's a free app called IFTTT on your phone that will take all of your Instagram images and drop them into Pinterest for you. Um, So definitely Planoly, IFTTT, which is a free app. And then also Tailwind. I love those for automating social media. Just as a little note, I love those. But yeah, so I would say Google Sheets and Google Drive, Planoly, IFTTT, and Tailwind. And then when it comes to things like invoicing and all of that good stuff, the contracts and my client information, I love Dubsado. I'm a total Dubsado nerd. Ooh, I love it. It has, I would say if I were to credit one thing for changing my business, it would be Dubsado. Okay, so tell us what is Dubsado and how do you make it work? Okay, so Dubsado is basically a CRM, which is a customer resource management. And basically, I am able to, you know, go in and send clients invoices and have them sign contracts and have them approve different designs and proofing that I send them. And it allows me to have all of their files in one spot. And so you can have it as automated as you want or as little automation as you want. And just to give you an example, about two years ago this summer, we went to Hawaii. Me, my husband, and my son, we wanted to take him. It's our favorite place on the whole planet. Um, And I was really nervous because I didn't want to work while I was there, but it was just me being able to manage all these these things with my invoicing and contracting and stuff at that at that time. And so I basically decided I'm going to get Dipsado set up so perfectly and I'm going to take the leap of faith. It's like hiring someone new. You're just so scared. Yeah. And I'm going to spend this week with my family. And I did just that. I set up everything I needed with my invoicing. Um, basically, when someone goes to our website and they fill out the contact form, it goes through Dipsado. Mm-hmm. And so I'm notified. I'm able to then send them a proposal with the prices. They can click accept. It's fantastic. But what happened was I set up all of the emails that would go through all of the inquiries and the, you know, all of the formats and all of the processes. And I went to Hawaii with my family. 
And when I got home, I had several people who had already signed their contract, paid their invoice, booked their date. It was amazing. And I even had one man reach out and say, thank you so much for your quick responses. This has been the best you know, person I've ever worked with. We haven't even done anything together yet. So excited to work together. And in reality, I was in Hawaii. That, I had set up that is and it, it was a life changer. I set up all of these as Desada calls it, you know, canned emails where basically you can make them say whatever you want. So when someone inquires, you can have an automated response that says, so excited to hear what you have in the works. This is a link to our proposal, yada, yada. You can make it say whatever you want. So mine obviously sounded like it was me yeah. physically sitting there at two o'clock in the morning responding to this person. But in reality, I was in Hawaii with my family, probably had no service in Hana, if you're familiar with the island of Maui. And I just... It was just such a blessing to come home and know that my income had not shifted, my clientele had increased, and there was nothing that changed. My current clients still got their payment reminders. They still got what they were needing to get, and it was just such a blessing. I, so if you if you have anything where um, you take on clients or you send contracts or invoicing, Dubsado is a game changer, and it's super affordable. Yeah. Who could say no to right, it? Right, exactly. Well, I think that what you just described is a dream, a dream come true for so many business owners I know who are creating invoices from scratch every time, who are responding it, like in actual real time to to emails. And you know what you described just seems like a dream, and it's so attainable with the right system and putting in the work to get it all set up. Who would you recommend Dubsado to? I, I don't mean for this to turn into like a pitch for Dubsado, but Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. I could pitch them all no, day. What, what, what businesses would you recommend? Check out, check out. You know, anyone with a clientele. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I would say. If you refer to your, your actual customer as a client versus a customer mm -hmm. and you send them invoices and contracts, definitely worth it. So maybe photographers, um, realist, people in real estate, um, definitely someone in my industry for web design or web development, branding, you know, you name it, um, fitness experts. I have several fitness clients who use Dubsado for their clientele. Basically, if you send an invoice or contract, I think you definitely could benefit from it. Well, I love it. Speaking of fitness clients, Caitlin, you mentioned a little bit earlier that I, I would say that instead of working out together, we're members of the same gym right. because I very embarrassingly have not been to the gym in quite a while. <laughs> You're busy. <laughs> I, it's true. I have had a lot going on, but that's really not a good excuse because deep down, I know the importance of taking care of myself and how important that physical activity is to maintaining levels of creativity. I, you are very committed to making it to the gym, to getting in a sweat session. Tell me a little bit about how you carve out time to make that happen amid all of the other things that you have on your plate and just how you're able to keep that up and be consistent. Right. Honestly, it's just a non-negotiable. I've had to declare several of those in my life over the past you know, I'm always redefining them, but I would say the past year, I had to get very strict about what those non-negotiables look like for me. Coming out of postpartum depression a few years ago, I mean, I quickly learned how important things like that were and, and several other things as well, you know, being, spending time with your girlfriends and just having time to yourself away from everyone, quiet time. It, they're all so important. And I think it just comes down to how much you value that in your mm -hmm. life. 
And for me, I know when I don't go to the gym or at least just get out for a walk or a little bit of quiet time, I suffer from it mentally. Um, I have more anxiety than ever whenever I get to that point where I don't go to the gym. And so I've really had to make it such a focus. And I will say one thing that has helped me is having accountability Mm -hmm. partners, excuse me, they've been so helpful. I have several girlfriends. We started a triathlon together about a year and a half ago. And after finishing it, it was so amazing to do it with them. But after finishing it, we still will check in with one another and ask each other, Hey, are you going to the gym today? What's that looking like for you? I have several friends that meet up for different classes at our gym. And it's just nice to have those partners who at least check in and just see where you're at. But honestly, I think it just has to be defined as a non-negotiable in whatever way, even if it's just maybe getting in a workout at home. Mm -hmm. If I can't make it to the gym that day, I will definitely take an hour out of my workday and go in the living room, turn on my favorite TV show and start a workout. Mm -hmm. And I just know it makes me a better mom, makes me a better wife, a better friend, makes me a more productive business owner. I sleep better. I focus more. And so um, obviously seeing all of the benefits from it, I can't, you know, it's like I have no choice. I have to do it. Okay. So after we wrap up our interview, I'm going to the gym and I'm going to <laughs> post my stories and tag you to let you know that Yes. I'm, okay. And also I will say, <laughs> I listen to podcasts the whole time I'm working out. Yeah. So if you see me in the gym and I'm zoned out, I'm listening to a podcast and I'm learning about social media or some kind of business strategy. It is the best time to brainstorm. Okay. It really is. Definitely. I'll do that. Yeah. I, I, I will be doing that. Definitely. <laughs> so I know that just as getting in time for fitness is a struggle for me, I know I'm not alone with that. Um, and Caitlin, one really cool thing about you and the type of work that you do is you are working on a regular basis with business owners from across so many different industries, making different types of impacts, doing different types of work, and you help them solve problems. Would you be willing to share some of the common struggles that you encounter with your clients and so, you know, what you recommend and how you help them move forward productively? Oh, absolutely. So I would say the number one, and I know this is something you and I are both going to agree on, it's content creation mm-hmm. and social media in mm-hmm. general. It's finding the time to be active and show up and be authentic in whatever that way may be for you on your social media channels in order to bring your target market to you. I find that it's something a lot of people have a hard time fitting in because it is that just one extra thing during the day that sometimes you keep pushing until the evening and then all of a sudden, oh, it's too late to post, Mm -hmm. so you're done. But finding finding the time to make it a priority is so important. And if it's one of those things where you're trying to write out your content every single day, you're going to struggle. There are going to be so many days where you're not inspired um, and you're not able to come up with anything. But one thing I do tell my clients is find one day. That day has to be your content creation day. And it could be one day of the week. Mm -hmm. It could be one day of the month. Um, I love to have one day of the week where I go through our content and really hone in on what's working and what isn't. But for the most part, one day of the month, I go out and I plan every single inch of content for Instagram that I'm going to be sending out. And that will mean finding the image or having a photo shoot at that day um, and also writing the captions and just doing a little bit of planning beforehand. 
So I think that most people do struggle with content creation and it's just because they're not making it a priority in the time they need to. They're making it kind of a last thought Mm -hmm. of the day. But if you schedule it just one day a month, it is a life changer. And I would say another one too would be the imposter syndrome. You know, it's definitely something we all struggle with. And it's funny because one of my um, one of my clients is a best-selling author and we were talking the other day and I asked her, listen, do you, do you ever struggle with this feeling? You know, why do I feel like the things that I'm sharing aren't what anyone wants to hear? And she said, I struggle with this every day. And then all of a sudden I started talking to other women and they struggle with it as well. And it's this feeling of, you know, that your personal knowledge is just common Ooh. knowledge. And why would I want to show up on social media and talk about things that everyone probably wait, knows? Wait, 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 wait. What, what, Hold on back the truck up. Say that one more time. Your personal knowledge is not common knowledge. Wow. A yes, I did a clarity call with a girl named Jess and she, I'm supposed to be teaching her, right? And she laid that knowledge on me and I thought, hold on. It really stuck with me because there are times where let's say I want to get on Instagram and teach people how to do Instagram stories. And then in my head, I'm like, you know what, Kate, everybody knows how to do that but they don't. And I think so many times those in almost any industry, when they have something to teach, to share their insight, they assume, oh, well, everybody knows it because it comes simple to them. But you have to remember, not everyone knows the stuff that you know. Not everyone has the knowledge that you have. And the more you share it, the more you're finding the community that actually needs to hear what you have to say. And so that's been something that I constantly struggle with knowing different facets of the, you know, in in general, like the tech side and websites and all the platforms and social media. And I'm a total nerd, but knowing all these things, I find it difficult sometimes to show up because I have that feeling of who am I to say this stuff? Everyone knows these things, but they really don't. And I will say that's probably, again, just with content creation, that's probably another thing people really have a hard time with is feeling like they can't show up because their voice isn't worthy. You know, like the things they're going to say, they're common. Everybody knows it. You have to remind yourself they're not common. They might be common to you, but they're not common to everyone else. And so just showing up and sharing your message with the world, no matter how, how common your knowledge feels, it's personal knowledge. You have to remember there's someone out there who hasn't heard it yet and they need to learn Boom. from you. Y'all, <laughs> you have something to say. You have something to share and you have something to teach someone else. The world needs what you have to say. Right. They need it desperately. Caitlin, no words. I have had so much fun talking with you. I knew this would be an amazing episode because I knew that you would have so much truth to share, so much good, tactical, usable advice that people can start using now, no matter how they spend their time. And I would, I would love to know, you know, what's next for you? What's on the horizon for you and for Kate Studio? Yeah. So I will say I am always a work in progress. I'm consistently defining my processes and what the future looks like for my business. I would say probably every day I'm dreaming about what's next because I want to make sure the future is secure. So what I'm moving into is, you know, and by the time everyone has listened to this, they probably already know. But I am launching different templates, website templates for our clients who probably can't afford to invest in a full web design development. So we're launching those. It's going to be for Shopify and Show It. 
And then I'm also going into more of my personal brand. I'm going to be launching a ton of courses for e-commerce business owners and different designers who want to learn the e-commerce side and scale their business. Um, And then I'm also going to be working on more of a local team. I really want to help build out that aspect because for me, I, I have a virtual team and I love them so much, but I would love to have some local gals that I could you know, brainstorm with and all of that good stuff. So for me, I'm really scaling Kate studio, but I'm also really going to start rounding out more of my personal brand with a lot of courses and content with my mastermind. It's going to be really fun. I cannot wait. Absolutely cannot wait. And Caitlin, where can everyone find you on the interwebs and on social media so we can keep track of all of these amazing things that you're doing? Yes, you can find me at lovekate.com. It's K-A-I-T. You can also find me on Instagram at Caitlin Fontenot and also at Kate Studio. Perfect. Caitlin, thank you so, so much for spending time with us today. As I said, I knew this would be just a remarkable episode because I knew you would have so many amazing things to share. So thank you so much. I appreciate you and uh, look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you so much. Thank you. And there you have it. And just to confirm, I definitely followed through and went to the gym after we wrapped up our chat. I hope you enjoyed listening in on this conversation with Caitlin as much as I enjoyed being a part of it. I'm always so inspired by Caitlin, and I feel motivated to just be the best, most authentic version of myself whenever I talk with her or even when I read her posts on Instagram. And that's such a special quality in someone, and I'm so glad to know her. Caitlin's points on automating, delegating, getting over this notion that we have to do it all, And trusting someone else to get the job done are all incredibly valuable. I personally learned so much from this conversation, and I hope you did too. And if you're looking to add some automation to your business, don't forget to head to abouttimepodcast.com forward slash Dubsado and save 20% on your first month or year of Dubsado the same business management solution that both Caitlin and I use to serve our clients and spend our time where it truly counts. Before you go, let me tell you about next week's episode. Anytime I speak to a group or give a workshop or presentation, I almost always get questions on this topic. Routines. Whether it's how to figure out morning routines or what time your evening routine should start, how to design them, or how to make them stick. When it comes to routines, people are asking questions. (laughs) So get excited for episode 17, where I'll talk about the routines that everyone needs to have in their life, how to design your own, and how to make them stick. You for sure do not want to miss this one. And that's it for today. Thanks again for tuning in, and I look forward to talking with you soon. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.